and welcome to Outcomes Rocket Nursing, where we bring you some of the most innovative nursing leaders from across the United States and the world who are doing things differently to change the future of nursing and healthcare. Today, it is my honor to bring Kathy Driscoll, the Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer of Humana, to Outcomes Rocket Nursing. In her role as Chief Nursing Officer, Kathy oversees Humana's strategy of improving the experience of Humana's community of nearly 10,000 nurses, care managers, and social workers, and promoting a culture that engages values and inspires clinical professionals while impacting health outcomes. Focus areas include clinical quality and innovation, clinician growth and development, and clinician engagement and recognition. She also leads initiatives to support the health and well-being of Humana's clinical communities, leveraging partnerships across the Humana enterprise, as well as external partnerships such as the ANA Healthy Nurse Healthy Nation Initiative, the IHI Joy and Work Collaborative. Kathy collaborates with other senior leaders of the Humana Home Solution Strategy to best support members' health by advancing capabilities in home and growing the clinical offerings by the company. Prior, Kathy served in various senior leadership roles at the company, including as Vice President and Chief of Operations at Humana Home, where she led clinical operations, including care management, services for Humana members, as well as private pay clients, home care operations, including licensed and certified home health agencies and other in-home health care services. She was a founding member at the Humana at Home Innovation Team, which developed a consumer-centered health experience initiative focused on envisioning the future of healthcare delivery, services, products, and other opportunities in the home. Prior to Humana, Kathy was the Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer of SeniorBridge, a national care management and home care company acquired by Humana in 2012. She has more than 30 years of experience in nursing with a concentrations in geriatrics, home care, managed care, and care management. Kathy, it is such an honor to have you here on Outcomes Rocket Nursing. Thanks, Rebecca. It's an honor to be here. Always enjoy my time with you. Well, you know, Kathy, you just have one of these resumes in nursing that I think as a nurse makes me stand up and realize the breadth and the opportunity that nursing affords one in healthcare. And I think this audience is who's going to hear from you, all of these nurses, what inspires your work and what inspired you to even go into nursing when you did? Well, first of all, I grew up with nurses in my life. And like many nurses, I was inspired by my family members. Some of my favorite aunts were nurses. I watched them. They had the best stories. I thought they were the most important people in the world. And they were in so many ways. They made this really great impact on people's lives. And I was really drawn to the profession, you know, by being inspired by them. And then, you know, once I became a nurse, I really loved that there were so many different practice areas during different parts of our lives, different circumstances, you really have this opportunity to impact in so many ways. I worked for a long time in home health, loved the relationships, loved being in people's homes and really seeing their context. I've been in the hospital, I've been in managed care, I've been in leadership roles. It really, they all are so exciting. And at the crux of it, it's our nursing skill set that that makes us, you know, set up for success there. And then I think, you know, you can't forget the people that I work with in every setting, that's what continues to inspire me. The people that we care for, their stories, you know, their struggles, their triumphs, that inspires me. And ultimately with nursing, it's the difference we can make. That's what inspires me. And I think that's our common purpose. 
You know, I think we talk a lot about nursing to that point, the purpose that we bring into our profession. And we are very much a purpose-driven profession that is almost, you feel more than you necessarily strategize. It's this feeling you get and, and your inspiration. Many of the nurses we all talk to, to that point, have had those family members around them and their stories inspired us to sit there and say, we can make a difference. And so you are in one of the largest payer networks in the country. And the question that I have is how is your system adding value to the healthcare system? And I, you know, I think there is a lot of question around what is those relationships and how does Humana and you see the value that you are adding to the overall system and, and improving what we do today in healthcare? Yeah. So, you know, it's a different type of practice setting than maybe we thought about traditionally when I started out as a nurse. I think one of the ways that we've really been able to impact the system is by realizing that the health and future of our business is so interconnected with the well-being of our members, of those who work for us and with us, and the communities that we serve. You know, that is the healthcare ecosystem. And so we've really begun to evolve. We are a payer, but we're evolving into really being a healthcare provider. And, you know, I'll give you an example. We recently completed a transaction, an acquisition of Kindred at Home. So it's the largest home health agency, the largest home health provider in the United States. What we realized is, you know, we can't just focus on transactional care. We as nurses see people in this whole person, we see their context And we need to think about the whole continuum of care, how all the pieces connect. So by doing things like expanding our ability to bring care to the home, by partnering with other organizations, we have a large primary care organization too. We create this continuum that we can support health, not only with our traditional members, but with patients, with our employees. And we really focus on the communities that we serve and their continuum of needs. So it's really been an evolution. It continues to be. But again, going back to that difference that we can make and the relationship and trust that we can build, I think this is a great platform. You know, I loved how you said that it is beyond, you know, the transaction of care, that care as nurses, we know cannot just be transactional. And and I think to your point, there is a lot of um, conversations in that space where healthcare is largely looked at, it is a, a transactional basis. And changing that mindset fundamentally, I think, is exactly the roles that nurses who, when they end up in organizations such as Humana, start to change that conversation, that dialogue, and the way that we can impact. And your background, I mean, is is tremendous in the long-term care space. And you recognize, especially at the end of life care, as life changes and needs change, this is not just an acute transactional moment, but it is a continuum of care that we have to address. So with that new mindset that, you know, you're sort of looking at things differently. What makes what these new changes are going to be better or different than how we have been typically delivering healthcare? 
Yeah, Rebecca, I think I would go back to that, you know, the traditional way was very transactional. And it was in settings that maybe were, they were built for those who were providing care, not necessarily for those who were receiving care and understanding their needs, their context and their preferences, importantly. So I think that as a healthcare system, we continue to evolve in that manner. I was always drawn to home health, as I said, because I loved to see where people lived and what they were dealing with. To me, it was their real context. And you really start thinking about what are the things that matter? Where are priorities? What do we have to start with? You know, we talk about patient-directed care and patient-centered care. We need to know these things. We need to have those we care for be at, you know, definitely be at the center and be directing their care. So, you know, I think that for us, one of the important things that we learned, we started focusing on population health. And we're a large company, so we have a lot of technology and analytics that provide information When you combine the power of that with really getting to know individuals and individual needs, I think that's where we really started to focus in on things like social determinants of health and the importance of them in driving the health of a community, the health of individuals. So we've really been very, very strongly focusing on the communities we serve and on their unique needs and thinking about how can we help to address those needs as an important driver of health? I didn't want the audience to miss the power of your statement, which you said that models were often built after those who were providing the care, not those who were receiving the care. And that is such a critical and important thing to note, because I think to your point that if we don't start looking at that differently, those models are going to keep being transactional and we're going to keep failing the patient time and time again because we're building it from the wrong angle. And to this whole thing of conversations, user experience and design, if anything, the last 20 years of this technological revolution of Ubers and Amazons, what we realize is the more we can get closer to the end experience of that user and build that entire model around that, it is going to do incredible things for outcomes. And, you know, Kathy, I love because you oversee one of the largest nursing forces in the country and a payer system. I think it said 10,000 nurses or in healthcare workers and case managers are working for you. So every day you guys are dealing and touching thousands of patients' lives across the country. Can you explain to the audience what perhaps that they need to know about nursing and driving health outcomes And why a company like Humana invests in nursing to do that because of their unique skill set. But could you sort of highlight exactly what people should know about nursing that they might not know and their roles in driving health outcomes and, and improving healthcare? Yeah, I think, you know, people think again about maybe the transactional aspects of healthcare and nurses have deep clinical knowledge. That's a given. The thing that always, always inspires me about nursing is that nursing is the most trusted profession, right? We've seen that 19 years in a row. And when we think about relationships and we think about trust, I think it's the crux of understanding people, understanding their needs and preferences, 
And having the trust to educate, to guide, to support, to provide care. I think nursing is really that linchpin in our healthcare system. The public trusts nurses. We, you know, I think that nurses are great at messaging, about collaborating, about connecting the pieces of the healthcare system and other people in the system. And I think that what people don't know, and we've talked about this before, the power of nurses as innovators has been quiet. You know, we need it to be loud. Nurses are innovators. Nurses are, whether they're at the bedside or they're in other virtual roles, whatever their role, they're really understanding what needs to be done. And I think nurses, you've, you've always quoted some statistics about the number of workarounds that nurses do in a typical shift or a, a typical time period. I think nurses have always done it, but that's innovation. They're looking at gaps. They're looking at things that can be done more efficiently. They're looking at the end user. They're looking at the patient, the patient's family and seeing their needs and just getting the job done. So, you know, whether it's in the public health arena, whether it's in a hospital system, whether it's with certain disease states, certainly we've seen it through the pandemic. Nurses are really innovators and really help to shape the quality and the efficiency of clinical practice. So again, I, I would just say, you know, I think nurses have to be stop being quiet innovators and really be very loud about how nurses and nursing can lead in healthcare and healthcare transformation. Kathy, I love this. And I mean, I, you're, you're absolutely right. On average, nurses do 27 workarounds per shift at the bedside. They're constantly innovating, but those innovations that are not seen as innovations, they're seen as short-circuiting a system and that products and processes and protocols were put into place that were supposed to drive outcomes. But those inefficiencies, I think, speak back to your entire idea that, you know, these models were developed about providing care from that perspective, not for how can we drive efficiencies both for the workforce as well as for the patient. So I, I love that you're championing that nurses need to be loud in the innovations that they're owning and no longer hiding them because we can change the future of healthcare if we do this. So, you know, can you talk to us a little bit, and I don't know if you have a relevant story from your own team, about a time that you saw your nursing team provide a great solution to a really challenging problem? Oh, that was a loaded question because I have so many stories, Rebecca. So let me let me talk about a couple of the things that I've seen with our nursing team. I'll go back first a few years, probably about five or six years ago at our organization. We're a national organization and, and very distributed where nurses work. We have people that work in person, in clinics, in home health. We have people that work virtually. So one of the one of the challenges was just creating this clinical community, a community of practice and thinking about what do nurses value? Because I'll go back to, you know, to support healthcare, you have to also support the people who provide the care too. So we really focused on building a strong community, building ways that nurses who weren't in the same practice setting could collaborate, could learn from each other, et cetera. So, you know, we found a way for nurses to amplify their voice. And that was the most important foundational thing. So nurses in our community lead leadership development programs. We're very proud of a, a nurse rotation program that we have. Nurses said, 
we need to learn more about the business of healthcare so we can be even more effective leaders. So nurses in our organization rotate through areas like our population health area, nursing clinical research, digital health and analytics. Really great. They can provide their expertise, their perspective, and also learn and expand their skill set. Another thing that, you know, really was brought to light over the pandemic, we have partnerships with several educational institutions, one of them, University of Houston, we endow the College of Nursing and four other, the medical college and some others there. Well, you know, the pandemic hit us, They were having problems with their clinical rotations, and we had worked with them to provide spots for clinical rotations previously. But we, you know, kind of just had the team say, okay, how are we going to make sure that we have nurses for the future that are exposed and are still gaining their skills there? So they really worked on virtual rotations with the thought that we'll go back to in-person. We had a great partnership that continues. We started an intern program for some of their graduates. And I think it's just looking at where there's a challenge, getting a passionate group together. And if you get a group of nurses together, they always, to go back to our previous question, are going to get the job done. And I think just testing out creative and new ways to do things, thinking about we will get it done, not can we get it done. Nurses do get it done. And I think that's the power of what you bring to the table that this audience, I don't think necessarily always hears. It's because we've always sat behind the physician. It appears that we are always being told what the decision is for us. But in reality, nurses are often the ones who come up with the plans to make sure that the patients are cared for. The overwhelming of the system does not fail because they are the ones boots on the ground operating that. And you know, this idea of your nurse rotation, I just love because we're hearing across the systems, you know, so many healthcare institutions are saying, you know, our graduates are graduating, but they don't have the skill sets that we need in them today. And I think there's this debate out there, Kathy, where does that responsibility fall? Does it fall on nursing schools to educate them to be ready for all of these settings? And if so, you know, do we need to change how we're testing? Do we need to change some of those guidelines? Or is there an opportunity now for employers to really look at the nursing workforce and upskill them, such as the way that Humana is doing, which I just have to applaud you because I love to hear that Humana saw the value in investing in nurses to learn the business of healthcare and create this rotation because you have educated a workforce in areas of business and healthcare that is going to drive transformational change. But in your opinion, and I know that's quite off topic on those, but what do you think? Where do you think we could go with that? And where is that, you know, where is that opportunity with regards to these kind of this kind of situation that's facing the world of healthcare today? Yeah, it's a great question, Rebecca. I, you know, I think that like many other things, the answer is in more collaboration. I don't think it's incumbent upon any one part of our system to solve the whole puzzle. I think that, you know, when you think about educational institutions, partnering with places that nurses could work and contribute afterwards and understanding whether it's a hospital system or a managed care organization, home health, whatever it is, what are the skills that we're looking for? And I think part of it is giving people a realistic look into what practice environments look like. So, you know, I think that 
there's definitely room for maybe some tweaking in the educational process there. But I think there's even more room for partnership and collaboration really much earlier on, not just when people are graduating or the, you know, six months before when you start interviewing with different areas. So whether it's through internships, preceptorships, rotations, just exposure to lots of practice areas, right? You know, when I was a nurse, I don't know that anybody didn't think that you were going to go work two years med surge in a hospital and, you know, and you start on the night shift and then you're going to go down. I think now just defining different pathways, finding what's a great fit for people and realizing that it's a journey. You don't have to do the same thing forever. What really do you have a passion for? And I think that takes a lot of exploration. So I think we all have a part in it. And I think it's a tremendous opportunity because really our future depends on these nurses that are thinking about becoming nurses are in school to become a nurse and are continuing to learn. And I guess I would just end with, you know, as nurses, we can never stop learning, right? And, you know, I think Florence Nightingale really emphasized that from the beginning. And to be a nurse is to be a continual learner. And I think we all need to commit to that. And the organizations that we work for and with have to commit to supporting that. I love that. The organizations that we work with is absolutely the right way to look at partnerships and collaborations and that it is not on any one institution that that is going to take us all in healthcare to really invest in this workforce so that we have a future as a profession. And so, Kathy, you know, we are facing dark times in nursing. I mean, you can't open a newspaper or turn on the news, it seems, in this time without hearing something devastating about nursing in the front lines. And, you know, I think that when people that are listening today, they assume that life or where we are is fortuitous in many situations. And I think that, you know, what I was hoping to ask is if you could share with us one of those setbacks in life that you experienced, that you took away a learning and you moved on from that perhaps can help support those nurses today, if they're listening, how they too can keep going that, you know, setbacks in life sometimes teach us something so incredibly valuable that we can't, those insurmountable odds sometimes, you know, are part of the ways that we grow. And I was hoping you might be able to share some of your own setbacks that could help guide some of these nurses who are listening today to believe they too can make it through. Yeah, and I just, it is a time that I just want to acknowledge there's so many challenges that we as a society are faced with. And I think nurses just have the additional burden of how much they care of being those people who are at the front line, wherever the front line may be. And, you know, those people who really are making a difference there, you know, I'll just, <laughs> there's been so many setbacks and, and I think resiliency is something to learn along the way. I think that's a skill that that is super important. And, and I am concerned about our nurses today and in the future and their well being and their mental health and, and ability to be resilient. So I think we need to make sure that we're concentrating on that. We had a presentation a few months ago, and the speaker said, 
self-care is not selfish care. And I loved that. So I think that's important. So I'll just talk about, you know, the biggest setback was about 18 months ago, we had a global pandemic that just seemingly came out of nowhere, although of course it didn't. And you know, for myself and, and my position and my team, our plans for the year changed in about 24 hours when our entire staff, you know, over, you know, like 53,000 people had to go and work at home. Now, some did before, some didn't, but, you know, I am proud as an organization, we focused as many did on what was right for, you know, for the safety of those who worked there. But, you know, all of the plans, my budget, my, <laughs> the, the rotation program, we had to rethink what was the priority of the moment. And so it's a setback, but it doesn't mean that things can't happen. It doesn't mean that, you know, you can't think about different ways to make investments, et cetera. So, you know, I think the resiliency of nurses was, okay, you know, we're facing this big issue right now. And I'm so proud of the nurses on my team in our organization. They shifted roles. And I know this is true of so many organizations. Where you worked traditionally, you may be working in a different way. You may have a different, you know, connection via, we all became familiar with Zoom, et cetera there. You know, we use technology in different ways. We worked in different ways and we really started to meet the needs of our members and patients in different ways. So we had a lot of nurses that became care managers and really were, we were able to use, we were able to shift and use our analytics to kind of try and identify those people who we felt were at greatest risk. But we learned lessons along the way, you know, in the first few weeks and, and months there, what we thought were going to be the biggest issues that people had weren't necessarily. Two of the biggest issues that we found were I need food and I'm depressed and lonely. I'm isolated. So you know, again, finding new resources and ways to adapt what we do, the order we do it, the priorities was really important. You know, a few months in, some of the priorities came to be, I don't feel safe. You know, I was isolated. I need to get out. I need to have my primary care. You know, I need to see my primary care provider, but I'm afraid, you know, how do I get there? Transportation, we have, if you ever see green masks around, you know, Humana, recognize that people even have problems getting that. So, you know, kind of shipped them out, had them made for everybody. So, you know, the setback is the year, the year and a half did not go as we had planned. But I think we learned really valuable lessons. We learned about resiliency. We learned about agility. And again, we really learned about innovation and being scrappy about how we worked and really understanding who we're caring for and their priorities of the moment. So, you know, I can say later in the year, we found ways to do things like our rotation program again and some of our other types of things. But, you know, time doesn't always move in the way that we have planned. And while it's important to have a plan, I think we need to make sure that, you know, we're agile and we can respond to what we need to do and the priorities of the moment. Resiliency and agility, I think, are two of those skill sets that, to your point, are so fundamental in those moments when setbacks hit you. Because life doesn't always go as planned. And when you are resilient and you're 
you know, agile and innovative, the truth is, is you can take those moments and learn from them and do things better. And, and what you just said is your priorities and your teams came to recognize new needs that have now innovated into new processes and protocols and focus areas that, you know, if COVID had not highlighted, would those innovations have happened? And I, I love that. And I love that you recognize that an institution of 53,000 people, they're even at, at that scale and that size you were able to do that. And I think that is a lesson that we need to hold on to. That at any point in time, no matter how big your system is, you can change it in a day. And we were forced to do that, right? And I think that might be some of those lessons of COVID that we need to hold on to as we go forward. And, and so that we can't keep sticking our head in the sand and saying, oh, we just can't do it. It's too big. It's too overwhelming. The reality is, is that if we all learned anything in the last year, is that we could do it. So I love that. And so Kathy, you know, as we're sort of circling down here, tell me, what are you most excited about for the future of healthcare? Yeah, I think, you know, you, you hit it on the head, Rebecca, when you said there are things that we learned out of negative things that we learned in the past year and a half. There's so many positive things. And I think that one of them is really people started to recognize nurses and what nurses bring to the table and how important nurses are to the health of our nation. So I think there's so much opportunity and momentum. I love that, you know, how you said, oh no, it would take years and years, but we, we by force had to do some things in a matter of days. So I think the opportunity is continuing that momentum and, you know, really ensuring that we hear the nurse's voice, that we really give platforms to hear the voice of nurses. So I think we have to, in some ways, seize the moment. I think there's an opportunity there, but as we have this very complex healthcare system and, you know, we're really, I think there's a greater recognition for the need for healthcare transformation. I think that there's this great opportunity for nurses to really step up as they always have stepped up, but to be heard, to ensure. Somebody else said, you know, don't necessarily wait for a seat at the table, pull up a chair. And I think we have to help to support nurses pulling up a chair so that their voice is heard at the table. I always like to say if more leaders were nurses, the world would be a better place. And I really believe that. So I'm excited that nurses want to lead, want to influence, and I think the opportunity is for us to make sure that the healthcare system embraces that, respects it, and that we hear that nursing voice and, and we follow the lead to transform healthcare. If more nurses were leaders, the world would be a better place. I love that. And to everyone who is listening. More leaders were nurses. If more leaders were nurses. <laughs> that's right. If more leaders were nurses. Excuse me. More that's leaders right. were nurses. nurses. Are leaders. That's it. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And if more, ner- if more leaders were nurses, the world would be a better place. And everybody that's listening today. I think, you know, what Kathy just said is help them get a seat at the table. If you are driving a healthcare business, if you are in the space where there is an opening and you're thinking, how do I want to transform my community or the health system or the program or the community systems around me, invite a nurse to that seat because they are going to change it. And if if Kathy's experience has not been the ideal experience to show that when you bring a nurse into these roles, your systems grow in ways that improve outcomes that 
potentially change the entire nature of your business. And Kathy, I think you've been that example at Humanus. So tell me and tell the audience, where can they find you? If people wanted to find you today, reach out to you, ask you to speak, partner, how can they find you today? What's the best place to locate you? You can find me on LinkedIn or you can reach out to me directly right at Humana. I'm kdriscoll1 at humana.com. Kathy, it has been such a pleasure to have you on Outcomes Rocket Nursing. Um, Thank you so much for being here. What you said, I think, is going to change the way the world views nurses. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, Rebecca. It's a pleasure. (laughs) To everyone who tuned into Outcomes Rocket Nursing, we so thank you for being here. In the future, tune in again to hear from other incredibly innovative and leader nurses across the world. Thanks for being here.